Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Coming up, a crash on I-40 near Wade Avenue has traffic backed up for miles, what we know about the cause. And breaking out of Durham tonight, police investigating after multiple Starbucks shops were vandalized throughout the county. Why investigators believe the motive could be tied to the war between Israel and Hamas. Plus, only on WREL, a Robinson County deputy opened up about the trauma he survived after being shot and run over earlier this week. WREL News is next. Good evening. Thank you for joining us here this evening. I'm Mark Boyle, and we begin with breaking news on I-40 in Raleigh right now. The WREL breaking news tracker was on scene of a serious crash that caused traffic backups for several hours. This was the scene there off of Wade Avenue. A car rolled over the guardrail into the woods and hit several trees. Troopers tell us the driver has life-threatening injuries. We're told that the driver hit another car in the process. That passenger is all right. Police say the driver was speeding at the time. Turning to our forecast now, the cool and cloudy conditions are going to stick around a little bit longer, meaning we could see some light rain heading into the evening. Meteorologist Anthony Baglione with us now this evening in the WRL Severe Weather Center tracking it for us. Anthony. Yeah, Mark, certainly been a bit of a dreary start here this weekend for us. Good evening to all of you. Let's talk about what we're seeing currently. Here's a look at satellite and radar where we can see all of that moisture mainly confined to our southern communities today. There was a pretty sharp cutoff to the north where we did not see much coverage. We put on the radar here over the past 30 minutes or so. A lot of that coverage has still been confined to the south there around Fayetteville, Lumberton, and it's very, very light at this point, almost just drizzle, if you will, as we take kind of a zoomed in view. Fayetteville itself looking relatively dry, not any additional rainfall coming down, but just to the south there, Lumberton headed toward Clinton. That's all continuing to push off to the east. We go through this evening. There is going to be that potential for some more, especially after midnight, I think will be the best chance of some of that coverage. A lot of that, though, stays about where it's at. I don't expect much for our northern areas. Roxborough, South Hill could be pretty dry. We bump this ahead to early tomorrow morning out the door for anything going on on your Sunday morning. There could still be some scattered showers around for us off and on through the morning up until about lunchtime or so into the afternoon, though. It does start to get a little bit drier, Mark, with some sunshine potentially peaking out. I do think a lot of cloud cover, though, tomorrow. We will talk about that when we get some more sunshine and some milder temperatures here in just a few minutes. Looking for that sun. Thank you, Anthony. We're following some breaking news right now out of Durham County. Someone vandalized multiple Starbucks stores and it appears to be related to the Israel Hamas war. WRL's Willie Danley is at one of those vandalized stores for us in Durham right now. Willie, what have you learned about this investigation? Well, Mark, I'm here outside one of the Starbucks locations in Durham. This is one of several businesses in the area that was targeted in this overnight vandalism spree. Take a look at this video that we took, and you can see the spray paint on the walls. Some saying don't support kid killers, referring to the airstrikes taking place in Gaza. According to Durham police, officers have filed reports and taken photos of the vandalized businesses. They say in total, seven businesses were hit throughout the city. Starbucks has also released a statement saying the 
experience and the well-being of our partners and customers is core to our operation, and we continue to work with local police to support their investigation. I spoke to several people around the area, and this man tells me he supports the cause, but not how this was gone about. I had not heard anything about it until I spoke with you, but now it has me second-guessing whether I actually want to support Starbucks or not. As you can see, crews have been here working to clean up all of this spray paint that was written across the concrete. And they tell me that they hope that this doesn't happen again anytime soon. We're going to continue to follow this story and have more details tonight at 10 and 11. Back to you, Mark. Willie Janley reporting for us in Durham tonight. Thank you. In Johnson County, a woman is in the hospital recovering after a driver T-boned her car, sending her uh, car there into the side of the house. You see the video just into us here this evening. It happened at the intersection of Grace Road at Federal Road around 4 o'clock. The car was sent across the yard into the side of the garage before finally coming to a stop. It destroyed part of the garage and a boat inside. The woman was seriously hurt and the two people were in the other car were not hurt. Breaking news in Person County right now. Deputies investigating after a body was found near Mayo Lake near Roxborough. The Person County Sheriff tells WREL a driver spotted the body while driving on the NC-49 bridge. Sheriff's investigators believe that the victim is a white male in his 20s. That's all the information we have. No foul play is suspected. A Wilson County mother now facing some new charges of crimes against nature and the death of her five-month-old baby. 27-year-old Alisa Kucharski is charged with six counts of crimes against nature. Arrest warrants claim Kucharski suffocated her baby, leading to his death. She's also charged with murder, child abuse, and concealment of a death. The child's official cause of death remains under investigation. Kucharski's boyfriend, 33-year-old Tyler Lucas, is also charged in connection to the child's death. Kucharski is set to appear in court on Monday for the charges related to crimes against nature. He was shot. He was run over, all while trying to serve a warrant to a murder suspect. New tonight, a Robinson County deputy opening up publicly for the first time about the trauma he survived this week. He talked only with WREL's Chris Lovingood. Sometimes you get a feeling that something might go wrong. That's what Robinson County Sheriff's Deputy Jonathan Walter said happened to him this week. I just felt this strong need to pray, and I prayed to God. From his hospital bed, over the phone, Walters told me he's recovering a day at a time. He was shot in the leg and run over by a stolen patrol car when he and another deputy were serving a warrant to this murder suspect, Sean Locklear. There was two bystanders that came by to help out, you know, and it was, you know, it was a real blessing to have. Someone helped stop Walters from bleeding. The other deputy, Kalen Locklear, no relation to the suspect, was shot three times. If he wouldn't have been there, I don't know what I would have done. One thing he did do was think about his wife, Jessica, and what he thought could be his final moments. Especially when I was about to get ran over by the car. You know, that that was the most scariest moment. And it's weird, you know, you're getting shot at. You would think, you know, that would... That would be, and that was scary, but, you know, when, when you're about to have a car backed over you. The moment came, and Walters survived. He's got some physical therapy coming, and he'll be off the job for a bit, but he's still here. I really give all God all the glory because, you know, he, he, he had his hand upon us that day. He really did. Chris Lovingood, WRL News. Deputy Walters also wanted to thank the Robinson County Sheriff's Office and the community for supporting him 
As for the suspect, Sean Locklear was last in the hospital injured from deputies firing back at him. New tonight, we are hearing from the mother of a Raleigh man found dead in a lake off of Turf Grass Road. For days, the Raleigh Police Department and dozens of family and friends searched the area for Madison Armstrong. They searched the area where he was last seen. He was recently diagnosed with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. His mother says she received a call a few days ago, a call she never could have prepared for. And I asked her, had she, I said, is it Madison? And she said, I don't know. She said something is floating in the lake. And I told her, I said, just send me a picture. Just send me a picture and just call 911. Tonight at 10 and 11 o'clock, we are asking RPD what they did to find Armstrong and more from his mother and her fight right now to change things for those with disorders like her son's. A man faces charges after police say he tried to steal from a utility storage in Raleigh. It happened at the Little Guys Movers facility on Capitol Boulevard just before 8 o'clock a.m. WRL breaking news tracker was there as police stopped the man from trying to get away. It's unclear what items were taken. The suspect has not been identified. An update now to the wildfires burning in the western part of our state. The fires have now burned more than 5,300 acres. It's only 15% contained. About 250 personnel working to put it out. The U.S. Forest Service says officials made some progress with the fire yesterday. That was in part because of the weather. The weather the past couple days has actually been extremely beneficial to us. The rainfall that we've got, it, it's not enough to put out the fire. Uh, it's not even close enough for that. But with the, the cloud cover we've had the past couple days, higher humidity levels, uh, lower temperatures and that little bit of precipitation. It's been enough to moderate the, the fire behavior. Fire officials say the experience and training of the firefighters is what helped contain the fire so far. He says the biggest thing those firefighters need is just support from the public. Coming up, the U.S. basketball women's national team is in the triangle preparing for the 2024 Paris Olympics. Coming up after the break, how the players are getting to know and work with their teammates. In nearly one year after 11-year-old Haley Brooks lost her life in the Raleigh Christmas Parade, one Granville County town is working to improve parade safety. Welcome back. Live lookout right now. Several people out there enjoying the ice skating rink. That is in Fenton and Cary, one of our new cameras. Beautiful night to be outside now that the rain slowly moved out of the area. All right, it's been nearly one year since 11-year-old Haley Brooks was hit and killed by a runaway truck during Raleigh's Christmas parade. Now, one small town in Granville County is leading the way, pioneering changes to parade safety, supported by the Brooks family. WREL's Eric Miller has more on that story tonight. This parade is different, and not just because Santa is in the same lineup as a 50 caliber machine gun. The town has gone above and beyond for safety, all in the name of a Granville County girl who lost her life a year ago. In the town of STEM Saturday, I love it. It's three holidays in one. I think it's great. Bagpipers march ahead of carolers, all led by a high caliber grand marshal. We call it a trifecta here. Lee Clayton, the president of STEM's Ruritan Club, helped organize the parade. He says a scheduling quirk led to the unusual combo. And we were like, what a great idea. We'll do a Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas parade, get it all knocked out in one. But reindeer riding after military hardware aren't the only unusual thing happening here. We got some uh, DMV inspectors yeah. 
uh, going around the vehicles. The town is one of the first to approve a laundry list of safety checks for parade vehicles. The biggest highlight is the motor vehicle qualifications. The, all motor vehicles will require current registration be presented to NC State uh, Certified Motor Vehicle Inspector. The list um, is inspired by the Shine Like Haley Parade um, Safety Act, which stalled in the General Assembly earlier this year and was introduced in honor of Haley Brooks. We have an obligation when we know more to do more. Senator Mary Wills Bode is the bill's primary sponsor in the state Senate. She says even though the bill has stalled, STEM's stepping up shows what's possible. And if it can be done in STEM, it can be done everywhere in North Carolina. Organizers are taking the rules seriously. One car was disqualified during inspections. The, the temporary tag had expired. He hadn't got his new tags. We couldn't let him in a parade. But the emphasis on safety didn't dampen the smiles. It's a great time to get with family and friends. And spend time together. Organizers say this three-holiday parade, it might come back next year, it might not. But those safety improvements, those are here to stay. In STEM, Eric Miller, WRAL News. Looks like a good time out there. Senator Bode says she's hopeful the Senate will take up the Shine Like Haley Parade Safety Act again during the upcoming short session. The USA Basketball Women's National Team is in the triangle preparing for the 2024 Paris Olympics. On that team, Brittany Griner, who spent nearly 10 months detained in Russia for having cannabis oil in her luggage. The team was practicing today at Cameron Indoor Stadium, and we spoke with Diana Taurasi about how the players are getting to know and work with their teammates. You know, that's always been the biggest challenge with USA Basketball is getting, uh, you know, a, a group of very talented, some of the best players in the world. But, you know, at the end of the game, it's a team sport and you have to be able to sacrifice uh, whatever it may be for the for the better of not only the team, but the country. So uh, it's been something that's always been challenging, but fun. The USA basketball team will play an exhibition match against Duke tomorrow at noon. Turning to our weather now, it was kind of a gloomy day out there, but the weather, I guess, put you in that mood, right, Anthony, <laughs> for the holidays coming up and Thanksgiving? It did, yeah. I was thinking, I know a lot of people actually were excited about this weather. It was oh, yeah. good to just hang inside, take a nap, decorate for Christmas. <laughs> we're going to see more of that, Marcus, we head into tomorrow before Monday looks a little bit better. So if you felt a little gloomy today, don't worry. We have some sunshine back in the forecast. Here's a look at what we've seen, though, over the past six hours as far as rainfall. It has been minimal as far as amounts are concerned. Generally speaking, about a half an inch or less. Most of these areas have been a tenth of an inch or so. So we did not get a lot of rainfall to kind of help with our drought conditions that we've seen out there. Notice where that rainfall is right now and about where it's been most of the day. It's slowly kind of sagging there further to the south around Fayetteville, Lumberton. Most of our viewing area, though, currently is dry or drying out. We have this one kind of lone batch just to the east of Roseboro heading south of Clinton that could make roads and everything a little bit damp here probably over the next 10 15 minutes or so what we have going on though in the atmosphere to kind of cause this rainfall that gloomy feel if you will we had our front that came through the past couple of days that's what led to aside from the 80 degree record warm temperatures to 50s the next day it has stalled out right about there where you see the red the blue that's called a stationary front meaning it's not moving a whole lot warmer air is on the southern side of that front we are locked into as you felt it 
outside, the cooler air. And what happens is that warm air rises up over that front. It cools and condenses and comes down as that rainfall that we are seeing across North Carolina, South Carolina, down into Georgia. And it makes for kind of just that dreary feel to the atmosphere. It's that light kind of sprinkly rainfall that we've seen all day today. Here's future cast as we go forward in time. A lot of that coverage here starts to kind of minimize a little bit. I don't expect big time rainfall for us tonight. We bump this ahead though to tomorrow morning as you're up and Adam. There's eight o'clock even as early as let's say 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. We could see another batch coming through. This will be a secondary wave mainly confined to the morning from about the triangle down to the south. Some of our northern communities could see some of that, but in a place like Roxborough South Hill, I think the majority of the forecast tomorrow will be pretty dry. A little bit different story though, of course, for our southern areas by let's say two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon. We start to get the cloud cover out of here. There could be a lingering shower down to the south, but as opposed to today, a lot of this will be confined to the morning. I think will be drier by tomorrow afternoon. We're at 59 there in Raleigh tomorrow, 56 in Fayetteville, 56 Clinton, 57 in Goldsboro. So it will still be a bit cool, but we'll continue to slowly warm temperatures up here about where we should be for this time of year over the next five days or so. Our normal 64. Once we get beyond tomorrow into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we start getting back there into the mid to upper 60s. We should see more sunshine and feeling relatively comfortable here after the rainfall tomorrow. We're at 59 here to close out the weekend, 63 on Monday, 65 Tuesday. It is already time here as we head into next weekend for the Raleigh Christmas Parade. We have the icon there at this point. Keep in mind it will likely fluctuate a little bit, but it does look like it's going to be dry. Temperatures probably in the 50s to start off. We'll see those morning temps there marked for most of the upcoming forecast in the 50s. So looking good after the rainfall tomorrow. I know many are looking forward to the Christmas Parade. Looks like good weather, Anthony. Yeah, fingers All crossed. Right. Thank you. Turning to Sports Now, Casey Hintz here to talk about what's coming up next. Hey. You know what? I don't know whoever said traditions were dead in college football because they're wrong. We're getting you ready for the 110th meeting between Duke and Carolina football tonight. Plus, in Winston-Salem, it was the second longest uninterrupted series in the country going on in the pack. Yeah, they were slaying some demons. No pun intended. You guys know uh, MJ has chosen to redshirt and Brennan Armstrong is our starter. Boy, a move earlier this week that surprised Dave Doran and, well, a lot of people, quite frankly. A starter choosing to sit, so we're right back where we started. The season with Brennan Armstrong leading the pack offense. Doran telling him, hey, you know what? There's no pressure. Just go out there and cut it loose. To Winston-Salem we go. State and Wake Forest playing for the 114th straight year. An opening drive for State couldn't have looked better. Armstrong's going to fire a 20-yard pass to Julian Gray, his first touchdown pass since September 22nd at Virginia. It was 7-0 State. Tony Gibson, boy, he had his side of the ball all dialed in. The fellas forcing five straight three and outs, three sacks in the first quarter alone. Armstrong, he led State's rushing attacks 96 yards and a score on the ground. Defense comes up just short of that shutout, 26-6 the final, but that's the first win at Wake Forest since 2015. Dave Dorn, your thoughts? It's been a long time since I could be happy at the end of the game in the stadium, and so thankful to them. Uh, coaches have always coached hard for this game. You know, the players are the ones that got to deliver, and they did. You get to win that game, it means a lot. It means a lot to win this game here, so thankful to them and proud of them. Well, the victory bell is on the line tonight when Duke comes to Carolina. Unlike what we were anticipating just about a month ago, this won't be a matchup of highly ranked teams battling for a spot in the ACC title game. But as Jason Jennings tells us, it's still always a unique battle. Carolina Duke is bigger than anything else. 
Mississippi. Everybody knows what this game means and what this game is about around here. The victory bell is really important to both teams. Matt Brown lost his first two games against Duke, but after an embarrassing 41-0 defeat to Steve Spurrier's Devils in 1989, Brown hasn't lost to Duke since, winning his last 12. This is only Mike Elko's second victory bell game, but his first was epic, with Drake May leading a last-minute drive for a 38-35 Tar Heel win last year. And even though May will not participate in senior night festivities, this will likely be his last home game, since May will be among the first quarterbacks drafted next year. You never know. I haven't made a decision about what next year is going for. As for Duke, with Riley Leonard out, true freshman quarterback Grayson Loftus will make only his second career start. You don't want to expose him in really awkward, difficult situations and force him to try to make plays or or challenge him to make plays that are, are difficult. Carolina has dominated this series and won the last four, but the games are usually close, entertaining, and intense. Packed house, night game, it should be a tremendous setting for this weekend. Jason Jennings, WREL Sports. NC Central ranked seventh in FCS polls and a chance to tie up the MEAC at Howard this afternoon. The Bison, though, they were going to roll over for the Eagles. They were up 21-7 in the second quarter. Brandon Codrington is going to reel in the punt, and he turns on the Jets. Look at him go 85 yards to the house. But, boy, Central is trailing in this one, 35-14 in the fourth quarter. Fayetteville State's taking on Virginia Union for the CIAA championship. Special teams also stepping up for the Broncos. They were down 14-0. Barry Elliott, he's going to take the kickoff, and he's going to do you one better. How about 91 yards to the house? The time also ticking for Fayetteville State. They are down 21-10 in the fourth quarter. We'll have the full recaps of those ones coming up tonight at 10 mark. Also, Carolina Hurricanes looking to bounce back tonight. They're in Tampa Bay after a tough loss last night to Florida. We'll see what they can do tonight on the road. And good weather, actually, for the football, right? I mean, Yeah, beautiful night out in Chapel Hill, right? Not too hot. We'll take it. No, absolutely. All right, Casey, thank you very much, and thank you for joining us here this evening. We'll see you on uh, Fox 50 at 10 o'clock and WRL News at 11. We'll see you then. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group. Your partner in real estate. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.